0: And welcome back to the second episode of the Thrive for Life podcast with me, Ashling Daly. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today I'm going down the mindset route and I'm going to be talking about comparison today. I think it's safe to say that we all fall into the bleak, bottomless pit of the comparison trap from time to time. We can find ourselves looking at the lives of others and thinking that our lives don't quite add up. So in this episode, I'm going to be looking at why comparison can be damaging. I'm also going to offer advice on how to stop comparing yourself to others. And finally, we'll look at how you might be able to turn comparison into something more positive. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. Let's get stuck in. Begin by talking about why social comparison can be so damaging. So first of all, it's it's important to point out that social comparison is completely natural. We've all been comparing ourselves to others since we were small children. We did it as teenagers, we are still doing it as adults and we'll probably be doing it for the rest of our lives. But when it gets out of hand, it can be really damaging and it can leave us feeling completely inadequate, insecure, depressed, anxious and I feel that social media certainly makes it very easy for us to compare ourselves to others. So we might compare ourselves in the workplace, we might compare ourselves within our group of friends and then when we open up our phone we can compare ourselves to a multitude of different people from different backgrounds living very different lives and what's important to remember is that we often compare our behind the scenes with the highlight reels of others lives so when we're feeling uncertain about ourselves and when we're lacking confidence we often think that everybody else is doing a much better job than we are or that they have much more exciting and fulfilling lives that we do than we do and for that reason comparison is rarely helpful and I suppose it kind of further ignites low self-esteem. So social media can be dangerous because it can cause unrealistic comparison. So we all have demons and we all have our own personal issues and troubles and things going on in our lives and some people are just better at hiding them than others. So don't for one minute think that anyone that you follow on Instagram, no matter how perfect their lives might seem on their Instagram feed, nobody has a perfect life. And by comparing ourselves to accounts like these, I think it makes us feel so inadequate and so deflated. So often I think comparison can come from a place of low self-esteem and maybe a lack of belief in the integrity of our own unique life path and story. So one of the big problems with comparison is that we're looking at someone else's result, not their effort. So you might be comparing yourself to somebody else who you think is achieving more than you in a particular field or has a much better life than you. But you might be looking at years and years of effort and comparing that person's years of effort with your beginning. So you might be comparing your chapter one with their chapter 20. So it's really important to remember when you catch yourself comparing yourself to somebody else that you don't have the full picture. You don't know what that person has been through or gone through to get to where they are. Another issue with uh, comparison and why it can be so damaging is that it can lead to jealousy so there is a saying that comparison is the thief of joy but I think that jealousy is also its partner in crime because without comparison jealousy wouldn't exist and we often make unfair comparisons which can lead to jealousy and what I mean by unfair comparisons is that we often compare our weaknesses with other people's strengths and we don't stand a chance of measuring up then and then it can lead us to feeling envious and jealous and as i mentioned already what we often forget is that we're looking at the result and not the effort and that especially on social media you could be looking at a picture that doesn't really show you the whole story Um, you might be looking at years of effort and just seeing the result and that's all you see. So things always look better from the outside and that's really important to remember. Another issue with comparison is that it puts the focus on the wrong person. You can control one life, your life. But when we constantly compare ourselves to others, we waste precious energy and time focusing on other people's lives rather than our own and we could be using that energy and that time and that focus to improve ourselves to take action to make improvements on our own lives so that we can get to where we want in life so it's important to remember that you're on your own unique journey in life and that, that's what makes you special and finally the last thing i would say about what is so damaging about comparison and i have found this personally I really believe the comparison kills creativity. Um the more that I scroll through other people's stories on Instagram, the less creative I feel and the less I feel that I have to contribute on social media. So I use my social media as a platform to talk about health and wellness and how I overcame disordered eating and the journey that I'm still on with it, I guess. Um and I find if I start looking at other people's stories and I start scrolling through them and doing it mindlessly, I start to think that everyone else is talking about more important things than me or maybe they're covering topics that I was going to cover and now I don't know what I'm going to say about those topics. So I feel personally that comparison kills creativity. Let's move on to how we can stop comparing ourselves to others. The number one most important thing, in my opinion, is awareness. You need to be able to catch yourself when you're comparing yourself to others and stop yourself. And you need to question whether you're comparing out of fear and insecurity or whether it's out of a desire to improve. And unfortunately, social media often lends itself to comparison out of fear and insecurity because we might be following other people who are living very different lives to our own and very different lifestyles. And we might start to think that we're missing out on something. And we might not stop and think about what's important to us. And am I just feeling like I should be doing what they're doing because I'm subjecting myself to it all of the time and I'm worried that I'm missing out on something. So fear and insecurity, this is the harmful version of social comparison. Um, and strong feelings that we deserve more can lead us to fear that we won't be good enough or that we simply deserve what the other person has. And it's that fear that leads to great um, unhappiness, I guess. And if it's left to fester, it can lead to bitterness. But if comparison is out of a desire to improve, we can use that to our advantage, and I'll talk about that in a moment. So the first step is awareness. The second thing that you need to do if you're trying to stop comparing yourself to others is to know what you value, what's important to you. So you won't be distracted by comparison if you're captivated by purpose, if you're living intentionally, if you're living congruently with your values and your top priorities. So you need to make a conscious decision to live your life in alignment with your values, with your goals, with your dreams, with your priorities. So knowing what you value is really really important so that you're living life on your own terms and you're you're happy living life following your own unique path. So for me personally, I really started to put my mind to to thinking about what was important to me back in 2011. I went to see Dr John Demartini speaking and he is an incredible speaker and I'd highly recommend that you check out his work. But he encourages you to list and keep editing and keep drafting your your top priorities, your top values, until you're very, very clear on what your top five priorities are. Um it was five he spoke about that day and that just stuck with me. So the kind of things that would be in my top priorities, education is right up there. So I know in my career as a teacher, I'm living congruently with my values. Education is important. Another top value of mine would be helping other people. So again, my career fits in nicely there. So it's it's giving me a sense of fulfilment and I get job satisfaction because I'm helping to educate people and I'm also helping other people. And I guess that's why I'm enjoying my Instagram page too. So through my Instagram page I talk about different things relating to health and wellness and I share my tips and my stories and in that way I hope I'm helping other people and from some of the messages that I get I know that I'm helping people to talk and be a bit more open about issues especially around relationships with food so education um, helping other people family time and having some free time is important to me as well and I guess again with teaching it is it offers the opportunity to have quality family time because of the obviously the beneficial holidays that come with teaching so knowing your values can lead you to live your life intentionally and live your life with purpose and in alignment with your goals and your values and your priorities and that can lead to a stronger sense of fulfillment and in that way you are less likely to get caught up in comparing your life to others and you're less likely to compare yourself out of fear and insecurity. You're less likely to look at somebody else's Instagram page and think, maybe I should be traveling the world and living out of a suitcase. Maybe that's what I should be doing. Maybe I'm not getting enough adventure. So for me, because I know that another one of my top values would be home. um, I really value home life and I love living in, in my community and I love living in this town and I'm clear about that so while I do love to go on holidays and have adventures I know that I'm very happy to be settled where I am but for people who are unclear about what's important to them or unclear about what, what they value or what they what is a priority for them it's very easy to get caught up in that comparing out of fear and insecurity and feeling that I should be doing what somebody else is doing. So that's the second thing, knowing what you value. The third way to stop comparing yourself to others is to unfollow or mute accounts on social media. So it's really important to remember that you control what you consume on social media. And if you're following accounts that are making you feel awful about yourself or making you feel that your life isn't great, then I would highly suggest unfollowing or muting accounts. That's the beauty about Instagram now, that you can mute accounts, which means the person you're following does not know that you can't see any of their posts or can't see any of their stories. So I would suggest doing a clear out of any accounts that don't make you feel good about yourself. So for me, when I'm looking at who I follow, I would frequently look through my list of people that I'm following. And I would ask myself, are they bringing me joy? Are they bringing me education or information? And are they bringing me um, joy, education or entertainment? So, for example, following friends and family, that's going to bring me joy. I get to keep up to date with what's going on in their lives. And it's nice to keep a connection and keep in touch. Um, In terms of education or information, I might follow other accounts about nutrition or about fitness or about mental health that I find informative and that that I get benefit from. And then entertainment, there are some accounts that I follow just because they make me laugh. And, you know, there's nothing at all wrong with that. So they're the questions that I'd ask myself when I'm going through the list of accounts that I follow to see you know if if the account doesn't tick any of those boxes then I might just unfollow or mute it if you feel uncomfortable well you shouldn't feel uncomfortable unfollowing anyone but if you don't want to unfollow and don't want to commit to that the mute button is really really handy so you can use social media purposefully and specifically choose what you're going to look at and the other thing is to keep the time that you spend scrolling on social media to minimum and I find the screen time app uh, or the screen time feature of the latest iOS and the iPhone is really useful because you can set a limit to the amount of time that you spend on social media. So if you find that you have a problem of getting sucked into Instagram stories and you find that you're comparing yourself and it's, it's not benefiting you, then the screen time feature is definitely one to look at. The next thing, so we've just talked about awareness, about knowing what you value, about social media, muting on following accounts and using social media in a purposeful manner. The next thing would be to stop shudding all over yourself. So that's a phrase that's being thrown around at the moment and what it means is to listen out for how often you say I should do something, I should go to the gym more often, I should meditate more regularly, I should save more money, I should do this, I should do that. So life becomes much more fulfilling once you make the choice to monitor how often and how you use the word should. So when you say the word should, that you should do something, it usually means that you're not actually doing it. And then there's an element of guilt that kicks in. So if you're saying I should go to the gym more often and you're saying it all the time, you're making yourself feel bad, you're making yourself feel guilty. So I'd suggest listening out for how often you say should and what you're saying it in relation to. And when you catch yourself saying that you should do something, play around with different vocabulary and change it up a little bit. So, for example, I got quite anxious about recording this particular podcast episode. I don't know why, but I built it up massively and I kept putting it on the long finger. And I feel like I suppose the first episode was very easy for me because I was just telling my story. Whereas with this episode, I'm endeavouring to impart some useful information Um, and I don't know I just got very anxious about it and I kept saying to myself that I should record this and then I snapped out of that and I thought to myself okay what other words could I use here and I actually realized hang on a second I'm actually excited to record this podcast so instead of saying I should record this podcast I started to say I'm excited to record this podcast and it actually made it so much easier to sit down and do it because nobody is making me do this. I'm doing it off my own back. And I'm doing it for my own fulfilment and enjoyment. And it is exciting. But I just made it a chore. And yeah, it was just much easier to get on with it and to do it by changing that word should. So omitting that word should feels really good. And I would suggest playing around with your vocabulary if you catch yourself using the word should and putting in other phrases. So for example, if it's, I should go to the gym, why not say, I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to go to the gym, or maybe um, I'm excited to go to the gym, or I could go to the gym, or I can go to the gym, or I will go to the gym. So just change up the vocab and see what effect it has. The next thing that I would suggest to stop comparing yourself to others is to express gratitude. So to appreciate what you have rather than focusing on what you're lacking. Gratitude can move us away from comparison and move us towards joy because it's really difficult to feel down or to feel jealous um, or to feel that your life doesn't match up to someone else's when you keep reminding yourself of all of the good things in your life. So for me I like to practice gratitude in the morning Um, I think the morning and the evening are great times to practice gratitude and I did a post on this recently there is no right or wrong way to practice gratitude it's whatever works for you but what I do think is that sometimes people might just say yeah I'm going to start journaling and I'm going to start practicing gratitude it's I don't think it's enough just to for me personally everyone is different but for me I don't think it's enough just to write down I'm grateful for I'm grateful for I'm grateful for and list them I think I actually really need to sit down and focus on those things so if I'm saying I'm grateful for um, our beautiful home so I could write it down but I could just walk away and not think about it I feel like I like to sit with it I don't know if that makes sense but I do my gratitude in the morning I write it down and I sit with it and I think about it and I really try to feel how grateful and how thankful I am for whatever it is um, my home my family my husband food in the fridge you know my health all of that and so expressing gratitude can help us by shifting the focus from what we're lacking to what we actually have the final thing i would suggest to help you to stop overcome or to overcome um comparing yourself to others is acceptance so acceptance is key to growth so you need to learn to be okay with your imperfections Nobody is perfect. Regardless of what their Instagram feed might portray, uh, nobody is perfect. So I think it's important to accept all of who you are, the good and the bad, the strengths, the weaknesses and I feel like the more authentic we are with each other, the more we can build each other up rather than competing and comparing. So Try to be your authentic self and to accept yourself for who you are and I really do think that is key to growth and key to happiness. And we're on to the last section of this podcast episode how to turn comparison into something positive. So I mentioned earlier how it's important to become aware of why you're comparing yourself. Is it out of fear and insecurity or is it out of a desire to improve? So if it's out of a desire to improve, you can use comparison as a source of inspiration and transform envy or jealousy into admiration. So if you adopt a growth mindset, you can look at the success of others as proof that you can do it too. So there are typically two types of mindsets, fixed and growth mindset. So a fixed mindset assumes that our basic characteristics such as our talents, our intelligence, that they're static, that they can't be changed in any way. Whereas a growth mindset assumes that there are opportunities to grow, that you can learn new skills um, if you ask for help and if you are willing to develop yourself. So you should consider putting your energy into finding out how the person you've been comparing yourself to got into the position that you'd like to be in and investigate that. And that would be a a far better use of your energy and your time and your focus than comparing out of fear and insecurity and feeling that because they're successful, you can't be successful. Another mindset shift that will help you to turn comparison into something positive is to remember that there is enough success for everyone. The universe holds enough success and happiness for all of us. And I saw a quote recently that said, her success does not threaten mine. And I love that. A person with a scarcity mindset believes that there's only a certain amount of money, a certain amount of happiness, a certain amount of love or success in the world and that everyone is fighting for their share of this finite number of resources. That's a scarcity mindset and if you have a mindset like that you probably take pleasure in the downfall of others and you're happy to see others being knocked back and knocked down. And it means on some level then to a person with a scarcity mindset that the happiness that that person was experiencing is now up for grabs again. So it creates this competitive kind of comparative mindset and it kind of creates enemies, helps you to create enemies rather than friends. On the other hand, a person with an abundance mindset believes that there is infinite money, happiness, love and success. And that someone else enjoying some of these things is just evidence that it is out there in the world to be acquired by anybody. So in other words, an abundance mindset helps us to realize that the same thing can happen for me. So it's a bit like the growth mindset and the fixed mindset an abundant mindset will help you to turn comparison into something more positive um and yeah the I suppose the mechanism of the success of the person that we're comparing ourselves to, we can start to kind of think that maybe it'll work the same way if I apply it for myself because there's in, an infinite number or an infinite opportunity for improvement. So, that brings me to the end of episode two of this podcast. So, I will finish with a few key takeaway messages. Firstly, we can't stop comparing ourselves, but we can become more conscious, noticing where it's coming from and how destructive it can be. So, awareness is a powerful and a precious gift. And if we can step back and assess whether we're comparing ourselves out of fear and insecurity or whether it's out of a desire to improve. This can be really helpful because we know that comparing ourselves out of fear and insecurity is destructive, it's not helpful. Whereas if it's out of a desire to improve, we can use comparison to our advantage. The second key takeaway message is to express gratitude. So focus on all of the goodness in your life what is rich in your life, rather than what is lacking. The third takeaway message is to know what you value and what's important to you. We won't be distracted by comparison if we're captivated by purpose and if we're living intentionally. The fourth message is to look at the success of others as evidence that we can be successful too. So adopt an abundance mindset. It's not evidence that we've missed the boat. It's just evidence that we too can be successful. And lastly, uh, a quote that I use personally if I find myself comparing myself to anybody else. It's really short. It's really simple. It's really effective. That's not my story. So those four words, that's not my story. We're all on our own unique journey through life. You are a unique, wonderful human being. You're important to your friends. You're important to your family. You're important in your community. You're important in your world. You are enough right now as you are. And if you find yourself comparing yourself to anybody else, just say those four words. That's not my story. So I really hope you've enjoyed episode two of my podcast. I'll be back again in two weeks time. And if you like this, Please share it with your friends or give me a rating or leave a review. Thanks again for listening and talk to you all soon.